Hello, and welcome to TIPCO Tech Talks. My name is David Rose, and I'm delighted to introduce the next episode of Season 3. In this podcast, M. Acton, our Global Head of Field Marketing, sat down with Luigi Vassallo, the Chief Operating Officer of SADA Assicurazioni, a large Italian insurance provider. The Italian financial services market is extremely competitive and a market where fintechs have seized on this opportunity to disrupt. However, Sara has used this market opportunity to think critically about what their customers really want with respect to products, features, pricing, and the holistic customer experience. Their innovation is built on data and echoes a customer centricity across their entire organization. I'm sure that you will enjoy Luigi's insights. You're listening to Tech Talks by Tipco. Hello there, I'm Emma Acton and I'm the Vice President of Global Field Marketing here at Tipco. I'm delighted to be joined today by Luigi Vassalo, who is the Chief Operating Officer at Sara Azicarazioni. So welcome Luigi and thank you very much for joining us today. I am. Uh, thank you. I'm very happy to, to talk with you today. Um, we're, we're super pleased to have you with us. Um, for those of our listeners who may be unfamiliar with your company, can you give us a quick overview of Sara Azicarazioni, what you do for your customers and, and what your team might work on on a day-to-day basis? Of course. Sara Assicurazioni is a medium-sized insurance company. Uh, we have a revenue of around $600 million per year. Uh, about 1 million customers. We offer any kind of insurance product in Italy, uh, so property and casualty and the life. Uh, we, are, we are quite an old company. We have more than 70 years of history, so we are quite a traditional company with a B2B2C uh, operating model. And um, despite the fact that we are so old as a company, <laughs> we think to be quite innovative. And uh, because even in the past, we, we were the first in the market to offer some, some innovative product, for example, um, car insurance product based on, uh, on uh, usage. And uh, so, yeah, quite an innovative company, but uh, with the, the yeah, pretending to be young, <laughs> I would say. Excellent. Cool, cool. So we're, we're seeing consumer behaviours and expectations uh, forcing you know, vast amounts of change in many different industries. Um, what does this mean for the insurance industry that you're operating in? And obviously, specifically, what does it mean for, for your organisation? Oh, good question. Um, uh, really, the insurance market, uh, uh, at least in Italy, is, uh, has been not affected by the uh, disruption that I saw in my experience in different indust- industries like telecommunication or media company. And um, so when I joined Sara Assicurazioni three years ago, um, uh, the, you know, my, my peers uh, had a sort of uh, uh, negative reaction, I would say, um, in, in terms that um, I, I was proposing to do something to change the uh, the system uh, to to do this digital, digital transformation and the idea the idea was quite different say because the insurance market is different from the other markets we are not at- attacked from external disruption and uh, because the insurance market is so unique uh, that can be affected by the internet disruption really 
uh, now the mood of the company is changed because really our market is under attack. The, there is a perfect storm, I would say, of, um, of uh, external threats uh, for our business because we have the things like self-driving, self-driving cars. Mm. Uh, you know, we have, there are so many IoT players that can offer uh, insurance product based on health. Um, it's extremely simple for players uh, like Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple to offer also insurance product. And, um, and there are so many digital companies starting Greenfield that can enter this market with digital products. And uh, so it, yeah, the, the effect on the, digital, on, the, on the insurance market of this digitalization is still small, I'd say, but we can see really these days that, uh, that it's changed and they, they will change dramatically in the future. So, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've undertaken a huge organization-wide digital evolution. Um, you've spoken about uh, the competition and the, the agility of other players in the market. What were some of the key drivers that were behind, you know, you are a 70 years old plus financially stable company. So, it was potentially fairly risky for you to take yeah. a, a, a undertake a transformation project like this. What were some of the key drivers that you and the CEO and the board uh, had that, that were behind this? Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, uh, really, it is a risky program, yeah, because we decided to change everything, basically, and uh, all the business, all the core business platform. Um, we decided to move the core business platform from enterprise mainframe platform, so very uh, well-known architecture in, in usage since ages, I would say, to the cloud. Mm. So now we are now a full cloud company. And uh, this is a quite a risky program, of course. Uh, but we decided to, to face this risk because the um, for a strategic reason, basically, because we, we, we said that the risk, the strategic risk, is higher compared to the operational risk to create self-disruption during this transformation. And uh, because we, we want to be ready uh, to offer to our customer uh, services uh, that, that can uh, fit the demand, uh, because our customers are now used to, uh, let's say, super uh, beautiful services offered by other uh, players like Amazon, Google. So mm. we want to have our system platform ready to offer this kind of services. And we wanted to, to transform the ICT, so the IT, uh, that was a center of cost uh, in a, in a um, business enabler. So, and, um, so we want to uh, support the business in uh, designing and launching new new products, and mm. we don't want to be the one that spent just money to run the the platform. Yeah, that was yeah. the idea. Yeah, cool, excellent, excellent. Thank you. So you came into to the organisation from a totally different field of experience. You've worked in other industries, including the telco space. Can you give our listeners some sort of insight into some of the best practices from those past roles and experiences that you brought with you uh, into the organisation? Yeah, the companies like, like uh, Telcos, for sure, I think are uh, uh, 10 years uh, um, in, uh, in advance compared to mm-hmm. the insurance market. They are so familiar right. with uh, digital services, with customer centricity. 
uh, they have a superior tool to, to, to manage, for example, the churn of the customer. And uh, most importantly, they already lost the battle uh, against the over-the-top. And um, and in the in the insurance uh, insurance uh, um, business, as I said, probably we still underestimate this kind of risk uh, because the business has been not yet affected by by this um, uh, this over the top player. And so I think what most the most important thing I brought in uh, Sara Assicurazioni was this idea uh, that we need to react, that we need to be ready. Uh, because the external world uh, uh, is strong, is much stronger than us in terms of business, in terms of uh, potential, in terms of uh, digital capability, mm-hmm. and uh, we need to we need to evolve, we need to change. There's no way we need to change. Yeah, cool. And you spoke, you know, change a, a project that you've undertaken, you know, like this involves vast amounts of of change management. Um, w- as you saying, you know, your organization is, is typically a more traditional, a conservative company that potentially resistant to change. How did you undertake that and, and, and uh, manage that whole change process within both the organizational side of things, but, but the actual project itself? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it, it is interesting because, uh, as I said, at, at the beginning, uh, uh, at the beginning, it was not clear the value of this uh, digital transformation project, mm. and uh, I have to admit that also I had to manage some strong resistance and uh, even backfires, including from the people inside the IT team. So, yeah, the mindset is um, was totally different three years ago, and um, there was no idea about uh, uh, customer management, customer care, because. Uh, most of the, the people was um, yeah, interested in number of contracts. Okay, if you ask it to uh, a salesperson in uh, in Sarasicurazione, how many customers do you have? He could not answer to this question. He just had an idea about number of contracts. Interesting. Okay. And we did so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah, and it, we did. We had to do so many different things to to change the mindset of uh, of the people. And including um, we things like um, organizing the hackathon, uh, we uh, did some um, uh, job together with um, startup. We are also financing some startup in in Italy, uh, just to contaminate our manager with uh, people with a different uh, mindset, different skills, different age. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. we did a lot of training uh, on technical training, social network training. We also gave for free a tablet to each and every employee. So we asked them to install apps, uh, start using a tablet. We provide a, an iPhone to, to everybody. Uh, we, I introduced also the Mac as a laptop. Yeah. Uh, we introduced Google Suite. Uh, so to start working uh, uh, let's say in a different way, uh, mm. sharing documents, working together. So uh, many, many things. There is no one single things, one single thing. But uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's the change management. I think it's uh, one of the most important and challenging part of this kind of project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you've spoken about, you know, those are the elements within the organisation implementing new ways of working. But how did you on the, the kind of personal side win the hearts and minds of the team that might have been resistant, uh, you know, resistant to, to the project to start with and have them kind of fully believing in, in where it was taking you as an organisation? And then uh, how did the support of the, the CEO and the, the, the board help with that as well? Yeah, that's a... That's a tremendous importance. What um, I, I think I, I tried in in my my life many times this kind of project, and mm-hmm. most of the time they are, let's say, partially successful or or, or even a failure, because I did didn't have the support of the board member and CEO. Yeah, because when mm. uh, for this kind of project you can uh, plan everything, you can uh, spend as much time as you as you like. Uh, thinking about all possible uh, worst-case scenario, but uh, there is always something that goes wrong. Mm. And uh, you, if you are not, if you don't have the backup of the CEO, uh, it, um, it, 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 you cannot survive. And, you know, to the business pressure, they will ask you to, to put the project uh, on hold, and then uh, you lose the first year. On the second year, people are less focused on the project, uh, uh, you cannot have the enough resources, and then uh, you, you know the time passed by, and uh, eventually the project is over. It, it's not finished. Mm-hmm. So exist- when you have problem, is uh, extremely important to be consistent, uh, to keep calm. The CEO has to support you. Uh, this <laughs> is uh, this is normal. We yeah. we kn- we know we know that uh, there are problem. It's planned. Uh, so we need to 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 pass together all together this difficult moment and uh, because we will reach an important goal so it's uh, it's fundamental to have the support of the board members and the ceo sure sure excellent okay we've spoken previously you, you, yeah, about moving to the cloud uh, and and doing that in a very very short space of time i think the project uh, uh, was in just under one year. Obviously, that is no small small task at all. But how did you ensure that, because that's just one element of, of your overall digital transformation, how did you ensure all the pieces stayed on track? Yeah, um, we, we decided to, to, to do everything in one year uh, because we, we, yeah, we, we were very um, confident that uh, if um, the project could uh, last more than one year, the possibility to 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 to, to success to have a success would decrease. So we were tremendous committed to do this project in one year, and um, to 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 be successful in a project with such a short time frame, you need to be very well organized. Uh, it's, it's it's important to have a good governance. Uh, you need to involve since the very beginning your customer, uh, mm-hmm. so they won't have any surprise. So in in our case, the real customer are the salespeople, the network of uh, sales agent. They were involved since the very beginning, uh, since the design uh, phase of the new business platform. So they were completely prepared when they saw the new product online, and um, we also had the possibility to 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 run two two business platform up, up we had two business platform up and running at the same time so the old platform mm. and the new platform to manage any 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 issue and uh, without to do without doing any rollback and uh, complex procedures 
and um, a crisis management team always uh, working 24 hours a day. Of course, it was a very challenging year. We work at uh, 53 weeks. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's 24 the, 7. <laughs> yeah, 24 weeks 7. 24 <laughs> 7. Yes, yes. But it's better, yeah, you know, it's better to concentrate all the effort in one year because mm-hmm. the business cannot be cannot sustain a problem over a, a, a longer time span yeah? because uh, they have, of course, they need to do business. And during this transition, you need to ask uh, uh, to put on hold any development, uh, any new release, so they get nervous. And uh, so, yeah, you need to keep it as short as possible. Mm-hmm. And, and 2020, uh, you know, any conversation in 2020 isn't complete without uh, talking about the COVID pandemic. Of course. Of um, course. <laughs> how has that affected, you know, areas of this program and, and the work that you're doing right now? Yeah, of course, we had the pandemic, and um, yeah, we 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 let's say um, can 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 prove that the what we did in the previous year was useful uh, during this pandemic uh, mm-hmm. because uh, thanks to the cloud and uh, because all our business platform are fully um, available, uh, let's say in using a mobile phone and. Uh, uh, so anywhere, anytime, with any device, we could survive during the, the pandemic. Mm. Uh, our employee could, um, let's say, uh, work uh, remotely uh, in a week with a laptop and uh, with VPN and all, using all the collaboration tool that we provided. And really, we can see a tremendous adoption of these uh, tools because uh, yeah, many people, uh, you know, we provided, for example, uh, Google Suite three years ago, but usage was, uh, let's say, limited in a mm. specific department. And of course, with the pandemic, uh, we could see a tremendous increase in uh, the utilization. And on the other side, we, uh, we had the problem with, uh, with our end customers that could not visit our physical point of sales because of the lockdown, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we could provide to our salesperson new tools to manage the distance selling. So they could do the business transaction on the phone. And at the end of the, at the, end of the business transaction, uh, they could send, uh, for example, a pay to link, a click to link uh, uh, email to the customer. The customer can open an email, click, uh, subscribe the contract, pay using any kind of digital payment, uh, credit card, debit card, PayPal, uh, whatever he wants, they want, and then uh, uh, can also they can also sign digitally. So we had uh, the um, real proof that uh, what we did three years three years ago was uh, was uh, was the right uh, strategy, and yeah. uh, this pandemic, of course, is. Uh, accelerating again uh, this this transformation mm-hmm. yeah and, and enabled you to you know use that infrastructure and, and use everything that you'd put in place to to continue uh you know with the business i think if you hadn't have undertaken it you'd have been in the process of that and trying to keep both your employees mm-hmm. but also your your point of sale uh areas going and, and and taking them online which would have caused added complexity yeah right right so um we spoke earlier around, uh, you know, offerings in the marketplace, and we know that consumers are becoming ever more demanding. So the need for innovation in the product offering development and, and speed to market becomes key. 
you mentioned that you've been first to market with things like car insurance on demand. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a, a little bit more about some of the other products that you've been able to bring to market um, and how your customers have benefited from those? Sure. Yeah, after this uh, big transformation in uh, 2018, we, we could develop uh, new application and services uh, uh, that are um, in line with the expectation of the customer in terms of digital products. We, as an example, we have now a digital, digital a e-commerce site site so our customer can uh, can buy digitally uh, many many insurance products without uh, being in contact with the salesperson uh, we have now um, uh, a state-of-the-art mobile app uh, on iphone and uh, android uh, devices mm. and um, so quite similar to the banking apps the our customer can uh, can issue operation uh, can uh, can uh, get in contact with the company, mm-hmm. can do really really transaction. And um, also, for example, we develop also new services like um, a behavioral driving uh, app. So this uh-huh. is a new service based on a combination of a black box and mm-hmm. a mobile app and artificial intelligence. Uh, where we can analyze the habits and the behavior of uh, our uh, customer. And at the end of each uh, trip, our customer can see a score, so how good has be, he has been uh, driving during that, that trip. <laughs> or how badly. <laughs> or badly, or badly, yeah, of course, of course. But our Trying customer, to drive the good behavior here. We, w- yeah. we want the good driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at the end of the insurance period, uh, if you have been uh, good enough <laughs> driving, uh, you can have uh, a significant discount because yeah. of course we want to keep you uh, with us and uh, of course on this application using big data artificial intelligence uh, we have in mind a lot of uh, uh, amazing idea for the future uh, and uh, we will develop many many other different services and um, last but not least we also introduced the finally uh, you know it's uh, something that in more mature market is quite normal but not in our market. Uh, so we finally have uh, a, a CRM in place. Mm-hmm. We are using Salesforce CRM, which is integrated with uh, the business platform uh, via the Tibco software. Mm-hmm. And now we have this, uh, what we call the omni-channel uh, uh, operating model. So our customer can be uh, digital or physical, or can, uh, they can start digital and they can become physical or vice versa. So we mm. don't care about uh, the, the channel they use. And uh, we offer, uh, in any case, a, a, a physical agent, an intermediary as a, as a point of contact if you want to have consultancy services, if you want to have advisory. But you can choose uh, if you want to stay digital, you stay digital. And uh, if you want to visit our point of sale, you can visit the point of sales. But... It does matter even in terms of fee that we pay to the to the sales agent. Even for we pay service fee to sales agent even for digital customer, mm-hmm. uh, because we want to preserve this um, this uh, this asset that we have. Uh, it's a, it's an important asset. The also the physical network. Yeah. And so yeah. so the, we change basically in, uh, in a couple of years the completely our operating model, and uh, we have of course more scalability. Uh, we think to be more ready to face uh, the challenging that, that we the challenges that we will have in in uh, the coming months. Mm, mm-hmm. 
You've given us this fascinating insight into what you've achieved so far and the, the offerings that you've been able to uh, to give your customers. And I'm sure our audience is interested in actually what's next for Sara as a creazione. What are your ex- exciting plans that you're able to, to share with us? You know, there are going to be some challenging months ahead, but uh, I, you know, I'm sure that you've got some exciting things that are going to help you to continue to take market share, if you wouldn't mind giving us a, an insight into those. Yeah, of course. Very happy to do that. We are doing uh, uh, many development on the uh, um, AI uh, area because we are developing models to predict the willingness to, to buy new product for our customers. So we are developing recommendation uh, platform, recommendation mm-hmm. system. And um, and also we are developing, uh, which is, is quite another challenging, challenging uh, project for us, a completely new quoting system. And um, uh, today we have a quoting system which is based on a, a commercial product. Mm. And uh, we have some uh, limitation in terms of service, services that we, that we can develop and in terms of scalability. So using TIPCO technology, we are developing a completely new quoting system uh, that will be open. And uh, when I say open, I, we want to a quoting system that can be, let's say, uh, feeded and linked with external data sources because we want to quote the price of our product uh, with um, open data, for example. Mm-hmm. And we want to, uh, let's say, have a sophisticated price discrimination uh, strategy using the customer profile. And we want also to, to have some logic based on price elasticity. So, say for example, uh, we know using external data that uh, uh, during a period there is a, uh, uh, there are other insurance companies that are quite aggressive on, uh, on, uh, on a price, on a specific product. We can automatically adapt our strategy to react to this uh, aggression from outside. Mm. So we want to develop this uh, sophistication in the price and in the quoting, and that this is only doable, uh, let's say, managing the technology internally. Yeah, yeah, understood, understood. Well, it's been a really, really interesting conversation today, and, and thank you very much for, for taking me and our listeners through your story, the transformation, the challenges, the, the, the wins and the positives. Um, so a big thank you, Luigi, uh, for your time. And if you'd like to hear more about Sara as a Curazioni story, you can be sure to catch Luigi's Tipco Now presentation, which is available on tipco.com forward slash customers. So for now, a big thank you, Luigi, and uh, wishing you all the best. Thank you, Emma. Bye. Bye-bye now. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Tipco Tech Talks. You can find previous and future episodes in your feed wherever you subscribe to podcast content. And please leave a comment or review. It will help others find Tipco Tech Talks as we continue to tell the stories of solving the impossible. You've been listening to Tech Talks by Tipco. Stay tuned for more innovation-filled episodes. If you like what you've heard, subscribe and leave a review.